1: welcome back to star wars escape pod i'm your host josh and if you have never tuned into the show before welcome here uh this is a podcast all about star wars and that's pretty much all we talk about um it's a new year and this is the first full-length episode uh that i'm submitting uh that we're submitting this year uh we did a, a bit of a new year's kind of uh Catch up 20 minutes uh, just to look forward to what we got coming ahead of us. And uh, if you haven't checked that out, uh, check it out. Uh, But yeah, today what we're going to be going through is the next couple episodes on the list. Uh, What we're doing, uh, just to catch you up, uh, is uh, going through the Clone Wars chronologically in order. Um, And if you want to follow along at home, just Google search Star Wars The Clone Wars Chronological Order and you can get a list that comes up of how to watch all the episodes in order. It's not by season, um, it's a very strange kind of viewing order, but um, it's, it's the chronological way to do it. So currently we are on number uh, 201, uh, episode 201, that is item number 25, and we go through to item number 27 on the list, which is episode 203. Uh, again, this list can be found at uh, StarWars.com, uh, Star uh, Clone Wars chronological episode order. And all the episodes can be found on Disney+, Plus, with more coming in February. So, uh, without further ado, let's uh, dock our escape pod at uh, the wheel. And uh, Diego's waiting for us in a cantina aboard uh, the wheel. It's a big, giant space station, so it should be a cool environment. Uh, So let's go chat with him now.
0: hear it? It sounded like a ship docking at one of the emergency airlocks. Your circuits are loose. No one's crazy
1: enough to do that. Anakin, you're crazy. spinning is not flying. But it's a good trick. All right, we're back. Welcome back, Diego. It's uh, it's a new year, so happy new year. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Uh, Happy new year. This is our first Clone Wars chat uh, since I want to say November or early, early December or something like that. Um, it was, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been, it's been a little while. But the three episodes that we got today are uh, Holocron Heist, Cargo of Doom, and uh, Children of the Force. So, Holocron Heist. We meet Cad Bane for the first time. Cool character. Yeah, I love Cad Bane.
2: Very, very Western cowboy style, like bounty hunter kind of guy.
1: Yeah, very nice. How about you uh, take this one? Like, what, what was it about? Uh, yeah.
2: well. Couple things that I noticed, like uh, like you said, we get to see Bane. Uh, Bane is he's a bounty hunter, and it's cool because he's a he's a little different. Uh-huh. So he's like a like a Western kind of guy, like two blasters. They sound different. I noticed that, like yeah. uh, as a, as opposed to you know like a someone from the Republic, their kind of blaster, or even a droid. Like his particular blasters, they sound different. So I don't not so sure what. Uh, what it is I don't it's know. like
1: uniqueness kind of like yeah. Jango Fett Jango Fett's blasters also sounded a little yes. different.
2: Yes, that's true.
1: Yeah Yeah,
2: um, <coughs> yeah that's a good point. I, yeah, um and like uh, I, I like I like I kind of like his attitude like just how he is very kind of bit of got a bit of an arrogance to it but like he backs it up because you know, let's say they catch him for example he'll always Kind of rolled his way out of there. He'll yeah, always, he'll always escape. He's like, always, he, yeah. you
1: know, his characters always kind of reminded me a little of like the crazy forward thinking that the Joker has from Batman. Yeah, he's always kind yeah. of like it's like he's always getting away, and he's always uh, got this big scheme plan. You know, like yeah. always just got a thing going on. Yeah, Um you notice that he's like very westerny yes. and stuff. Um the but cowboy. uh yeah the big cat and, and all the the yeah yeah very cool um i think what what is important to take away from this episode is that cad bane at this point in time since Django fett's death because Django mm-hmm. fett was at the time of his of his you know um i guess stat you know his uh, the prime of his life uh, he was probably among the top bounty hunters in the world mm-hmm. or in the, well in the galaxy um Uh, Because he was also, not only was he chosen to be the template clone, but, um, you know, his uh, roots uh, go a lot deeper than that uh, when, you know, we see him, okay, it's like he's actually also working with Dooku, uh, you know, on Geonosis here and he's got a bigger role to play. Um, So since his death, I think Cad Bane has actually grown to be the number one bounty hunter in the galaxy at this point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, which really says something because uh, when the episode picks up, uh, he's on the on a like a, a call with uh, Darth Sidious, and you know, and Sidious wants to enlist his help to you know steal the holocron. From, yeah. yeah,
2: which contains a, a massive list of every <laughs> uh, Force-sensitive child, whether it be human or alien or whatever, uh, throughout all the galaxy. The
1: future and, of the Jedi. Yeah, they,
2: he basically his plan is to to get this holocron, get a Jedi to open it, and then uh, find all these chil- four sensitive children and uh, destroy them or t- turn them to the dark side, uh, along those lines. Uh, pretty pretty uh, <clears throat> good plot, if you ask me. Like, yeah. uh, like That's a lot of work, but if anyone is the guy to do it, it would be bounty, for sure. Like, yeah. he definitely.
1: He's got some twisted plan. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely.
2: Very large, uh, you know, big idea. That's like a master plan. Uh, another cool thing I noticed is, is um, something that I don't think we've ever seen before is like, do uh, you remember that battle in this episode where Ahsoka and Anakin are in space and they have those helmets on? Yeah. And they're fighting in space. That, that's that's kind of. I thought that was kind of neat to see because we don't we don't really see that like. Other than you know being in ships and stuff, but they're in ships. You know they've got.
1: Yeah, is this about um, is this about Cargo of Doom, the next one? No, was that
2: not the holocron heist? Holocron heist
1: was Cad Bane breaking into the Jedi Temple. Cargo of Doom was that that episode. Oh, okay, never mind. Never mind. Before before we talk about that one though, because that's a good point. um, You mentioned to me, and I wrote it down uh, that Cad Bane's partner is a Claudite, uh, the- the shapeshifter. Yes. Yeah, yes. so that- that was kind of cool to just see, like, another shapeshifter bounty hunter out there using their ability to, you know, do their bounty hunter job. Mm-hmm. Uh, not all Claudites are bounty hunters, but, uh, you know, it was interesting to see, like, okay, there's more than just Zam Wessel out there who we saw in Attack of the Clones, um, you know, this is not the same character, different character, but same yeah. species. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's a good point. As she well.
2: got darted in the neck by Django as well. A...
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So back to Cargo of Doom now, uh, which is uh, that's the second one, right? That's the next one. Yeah, yeah in right. this trilogy. Yeah, number twenty-six on the list. Um, so
2: Ahsoka's outfit change.
1: Ahsoka's outfit change. Yeah. So uh, with that was um, the yeah. I guess it was a uh, uh, some well. To keep the body warmer, you know from the cool of space, but yeah, uh, yeah, you were talking about the helmets and that is something new That uh, I guess we haven't really I think I think we've seen it once we've seen it once when like Obi-Wan It was in one scene and I think it was uh, when Obi-Wan goes to one of the separatist ships to rescue Anakin who is being held captive. And then uh, him and Anakin go to arrest Dooku. And then that leads into the chase scene, which Dooku gets away. And then eventually we meet Hondo, uh, the pirate guy who uses them as bait to keep getting more uh, money. Remember mm-hmm. Hondo? Mm-hmm. Like one of my favorite characters. Yeah, yeah. Uh, welcome to Flora. You know, he's got the l- little monkey g- yeah. guy. That's, yeah. yeah. So yeah. it was in that episode, we had one shot. It was very quick of Obi-Wan with the jetpack flying through space with a helmet Mm -hmm. sneaking aboard the Separatist ship or whatever to to rescue Anakin. So we've seen it before but uh, we got a really good look at it this episode which was which is nice. So it's uh, um, it's cool to see that like yeah just again like like wow like I didn't know that was a thing you know yeah. like just more tech stuff that yeah. uh just increasing the the lore of things and
2: another another cool point on that episode is the night vision of the clones
1: yeah that's something that we Well, not a lot of people know that the yeah. antennas on their helmets are are uh yeah like rex says okay go into night vision they all have their binocular attachments but then he's got his antenna which he flips down it's like oh that's cool. That activates the, the night vision on his helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, so whenever you see a clone with a, a an antenna, um, if they fold that down, it acts as a scope and uh, a night vision tool. So mm-hmm.
2: yeah. I can't really think of another moment we see that. I mean, probably Kashyyyk in episode three. I think there's a scene where they zoom into something, but I think that guy had binoculars on.
1: Yeah. um, Yeah. Earlier on in the show, those red binocular attachments uh, on, on that rookies episode uh, early, early on in the show when they were defending the Rishi moon outpost and we meet uh, fives and echo Mm -hmm. and heavy Um, that episode. uh, We see the guy patrolling the landing platform. He used those to kind of, they were binoculars. Uh, but I think I guess there's a alternate function of also like you know having them down and just using them to, to activate night mode or whatever yeah um, same with Rex's scope he's used it before I think in the clone Wars movie like the animated film he's used it to zoom in on something he's pulled it down and kind of telescoped in um, but yeah it' again also acts as, as like a night vision yeah. tool so yeah yeah uh, that's a that's a good point mm-hmm. um uh, there was a line I don't know if you caught it uh, when uh, they're in the cargo, you know, area, and and he kind of baits Ahsoka to chase after him, Cad Bane, mm-hmm. and Ahsoka runs through the doors, and then you hear Anakin going like, "Ahsoka, wait! Like we'll take him together," yeah. and it like really really reminds you of um, the relationship he had with Obi Wan when he takes on Dooku, and. He's like, got to get away, work, you know. We'll, we'll, ends we'll up losing together. a limb. Yeah, ends yeah. up losing a limb. And yeah. then also Ahsoka ends up getting captured. You yeah. know, it's the same results. Like, yeah. you know, you always have that that awkward kind of, okay, apprentice feeling really pumped up about things, you know, going after the enemy. They think they can take him, but they can't. You yeah. know, that they, they need the master with them. They need yeah. to take them together, work as a team. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a constant theme through uh, the prequels. Uh Master and apprentice all that stuff. Yeah, um, so that was kind of a, a nice callback uh, and again, you know getting a taste of his own medicine mm-hmm. um, We also see him pretty ticked off when Bane um, Gets away uh, We're actually before I move on to that episode. Do you have anything for the second episode or is um, or for the next one?
2: No, I think that I read. Yeah, I was yeah,
1: <coughs> okay, I'm cool that one. <coughs> Excuse me uh, <clears throat> Uh, so the last one I guess was Children of the of the Force. Um, yeah, uh, number twenty-seven on the list. Episode two hundred three. Um, Anakin's pretty ticked off in the beginning. Uh, we have a very, uh, you know, I guess uh, anger intensifying moment when Bane uh, gets away. Uh, you know, with the with the holocron, and um, uh, he, uh, you know, he he basically he tells Admiral Yularen lock down the hyper rings uh and then he's like why what could possibly go wrong like uh, you know everything was fine a moment ago like he questions Anakin's uh orders mm-hmm. and then therefore uh Cad Bane gets away you know uh, due to the like lack of of responsiveness of others you know incompetentness um you know Anakin you know basically loses Cad Bane due to that and he's just ticked off you know
2: but he disguised himself Cad Bane yeah Cad Bane disguised
1: himself as a clone because
2: there's there's a there's a little cut scene in there where uh it looks like a clone shoots Cad Bane uh in the face and then we see Cad's Bane like outfit and body yeah his body drops hanger and that's you know it gives you the illusion like okay oh yeah he's he's dead yeah Yeah. no he actually. Uh, I guess took out that trooper well obviously took out that trooper then disguised themselves as that trooper and then just kind of yeah faked his dilution. death yeah, yeah exactly yeah so very very smart guy just in the in a few episodes we've gotten to know Cad Bane he's very yeah very devious very resourceful resourceful smart guy like yeah pretty pretty awesome character I'd say so
1: far yeah yeah for sure um yeah uh it was very like Vader of Anakin though in that moment of of like getting ticked off he's like he he doesn't throw a tantrum, but he yeah. just very like, you know, blatantly says, "We'll have to inform the council about this." And then he just walks away with his arms behind his back, like he's just steamed. But yeah. you know that's how he how he reacts to things, and it, and it really like resonates when like the Millennium Falcon gets away, with you know when when Vader's on the the Star Destroyer and they're chasing after the Falcon, and then it finally goes into hyperdrive, and he's ordered his men to disable the hyperdrive. But you know it, they fix it, right? And then C-3PO goes, Artu, you did it!" And then they shoot out in, into space. And Vader's just standing out, like looking out the window, like watching the ship just fire off. And you know, and it, you'd, you'd expect him to like do something, right? Like choke the guy to death, whoever was responsible for the team that went aboard and supposedly disabled it, whatever, yeah. right? Yeah. But nope, he just puts his arms behind his back, walks turns away. around, walks down the bridge. Yeah. You know, just just like like what we see him do in this episode, and yeah. it's a very subtle thing. But uh, you know, the directorial moment of that was was really well done. Yeah. Um, uh, you
2: mentioned Star Destroyer. You remember that one scene where they we see that like uh, it's a it's a Republic ship, but it, the outline of it looks very much what becomes this you know Star
1: Destroyer. Yeah. The it's the very, Venator Republic Venator classes. Yes. Yeah.
2: Yes. Very interesting how we see like. You know what it was before it had yeah. the, they, i believe it had a red line through it mm-hmm. uh, yeah in the middle yeah and then it, it's just clear
1: yeah these are the cruisers that we see in episode three yeah. uh at the beginning yeah uh, a lot yeah, that's right um yeah they're the republic navy ships basically yeah. venator class star. i think they're i think they're either star destroyers or star defenders i don't know what they call them yeah. I, uh i forget uh but uh yeah like it's it, it's like that's the one thing i love about the prequels and the clone wars you see so many ties to the original trilogy like so many uh foreshadow uh moments uh where where it's like oh like look at this this is like the the where it started and now we get to see the evolution of how it gets to what we have been watching for 40 years um you know with the classic three films so uh, that's why i love the clone war so much there's so many moments like that um we see a moment of uh, meditation between Mace, Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Yoda. And um, in this moment of meditation, they're kind of, it's almost like a group prayer session. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, they're all meditating together and uh, they're like saying like what they see. Uh, they're trying to meditate in on uh, where the, the children uh, are that uh, Bane is gonna be targeting to kidnap. And um, out of all four of them that are kind of doing this, Anakin is the only one that has uh, like, like that really solid premonition of the future. Um, Cause they're all like listing off locations, like places uh, that, that uh, they need to um, go to, to defend the, the child that might be kidnapped there. And um, Anakin says, uh, he hears the Gungan child screaming or something like that. And then right away, like Yoda opens his eyes and goes like the future, you see Skywalker. And, and it's like, wow, like, okay, like Anakin is really gifted with premonitions. Like, we've known this, um, you know, he, he like twice in, in the films, like he has premonitions about the death of his mother and then a death of, uh, about his wife. Um, and, you know, whether they are going to happen or not, like that future is a possibility. Uh, with his mother, um, he wasn't able to get there in time, and then she dies. Uh, with his wife, he made that future happen by trying to prevent it from happening. And that was what made it happen. Um, so like, like, you know, the, the force is like, the future is always changing and shifting with with the events that happen right now. But the force is uh, very clearly speaking to Attican all the time, um, you know, because he's so gifted. Uh, he's the chosen one. And he has uh, a very strong gift of premonitions of seeing the future. So it was really cool to see that in this episode as well. Um, Just like getting that call back to, you know, his ability uh, to communicate with the force in that sense. Mm -hmm. Um, How'd you like the Gungan city above ground? That was kind of cool. We've only seen Gungan cities below the water. Yeah. Uh, This is the first episode we've seen another Gungan city, not like the the capital. uh, I forget the name of the capital where, you know, Boss Nass and Jar Jar come from but um, there's other Gungan cities out there. and Naboo is a big planet. Uh, this was just a very cool, like, expanding moment where we see another Gungan city.
2: It was kind of short-lived though because yeah. it was very, like, yeah, we see it, but it's kind of like a, a, a clip. We see a Gungan and then that's it.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, yeah. like, the, the whole, like, style was very similar to the city that we see in The Phantom Menace, but, um, but it was, like, above ground yeah. and it was a different, Kind of environment and it's like oh that's cool like it's it's somewhere else on the planet of Naboo um and you know it makes you wonder because like through the films and even through like the um the celebration victory song and return of the jedi with all the fireworks and everything going on like we see we only ever see feed like the 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 big throne uh the palace and the, the village outside and everything like, we only ever see that and the Gungan City from The Phantom Menace yeah. underwater. Like we, we we hardly ever see other parts of Naboo. Uh, we've had more moments with like the Blue Shadow Virus duology episode uh, and uh, um, all the other episodes that take place on Naboo through the show. Uh, like we've seen other parts of like the forest or the fields or whatever. But uh, this was a very unique scene of seeing another Gungan City settlement elsewhere you know that just look different yeah i just like you kind of like get stuck in a bubble when you watch the movies so often that's like you kind of forget how expansive these planets are um so that's why i just wanted to mention it because like you know when i think of naboo you instantly think of Theed, right because it's the only city that you ever see so um like it's like it's it's nice to know it's like oh yeah no this is a planet like yeah there are people everywhere you know there's other cities it's not just a planet of grass and then one city on it right like there's like you know other cities out there there's other gungan cities out there this is a global uh populated planet um you know uh so yeah Uh just wanted to mention that um the plots that you mentioned at the beginning of of uh talking about these episodes uh, was uh, Palpatine's plot to kidnap the, the kids and all that. Um, what I noticed from, from watching these episodes, what he says is that he says uh, he foresees um, a future of uh, agents, like Force-sensitive agents working for him, um, you know, uh, under his command, basically. Uh, spies, I think he's what he calls them, right? Uh, it was that little line that he has on Mustafar mm-hmm. when they go to Mustafar. Yeah. Um, but this, re- like, I don't want to spoil it for you or anything like that. But uh, like, because do you have? Have you seen anything about Star Wars Rebels at all?
2: Uh, I've seen a few clips on uh, <coughs> YouTube. I okay. Like, there's one where Darth Vader fights this one guy in like uh, an X-wing pilot suit. It looks like. I remember that clip and I also remember one with Obi-Wan Kenobi and Darth Maul fighting okay, I think that yeah. was in Rebels I think yeah. um, and that's really other than that that's really
1: okay. all the Rebels um, stuff I've seen or have you so. you haven't played the new Star Wars game either uh,
2: no I've seen it but I haven't played it yeah.
1: myself yet. okay um, so what uh, a big thing in Star Wars that has ki- it kind of started when Disney took over and kind of introduce new parts to like the canon Uh, a big thing after the jedi fall is that the empire has uh this inquisitor program where a bunch of like basically dark jedi they're basically jedi hunters um they can use the force and they all have like these double-bladed spinny lightsaber things um they uh they all work for the grand inquisitor who reports to vader who reports to the emperor Uh, and what we see here is uh, Palpatine's vision of that taking place, uh, him trying to make that a reality by kidnapping baby Jedi, well, you know, infant, uh, Force-sensitive children, children, yeah, Yeah. and uh, trying to turn them into dark warriors by uh, means of uh, surgery and perhaps, like, uh, whatever other Sith alchemy, um, you know, ways that they they do this but um yeah uh i think what he's trying to do is make them um kind of uh almost like obedient you know uh uh there's there's ways of doing that with surgery that uh we find later on um uh has to do a lot with the clones as well so i think uh there's some similarities there uh you know he wants to take these children make him like make them completely obedient and basically like mindless drones working for him and reporting to him and then acting as like superhuman spies, you know, with force abilities that he would train as not apprentices, but agents like spies. So um, it's a it's a plot that kind of seems silly at first. But, um, you know, it really fits in with like what comes later. Um, this is a guy that's trying to just fulfill the vision of, of the future that uh, he has in mind and uh this is a very palpsey thing to do you know he yep. he foresees the future and uh, he goes at it by all means possible to try and make that a possibility uh you know we've seen it with him trying to turn luke to the dark side we've seen it with his uh, success in converting anakin to the dark side uh, and uh we've seen it with him in the most recent film having foreseen um ray and ben solo sitting on the throne of the sith uh and him trying to make that a reality by uh that weird sacrificial sith kind of thing that he has which his spirit's gonna enter ray and take Mm. her over or whatever i I don't even know how that all works yet i'm still trying to figure that out but yeah um but yeah he's a guy who he sees the future and he's uh he wants to act. he wants he wants to make it possible yeah he's like hey i want that like yeah. you know he's always wanting more and this is actually like george's words about the sith like um you know george luke's like what he said about the dark side and the sith is like you know the the sith are all about greed and and power and um they're power hungry you know it, it it's never enough they're always after more um there's a really cool interview uh that I think you know i'll I'll play a little clip of it now um and uh and he he, george is basically talking to the writers of the clone wars about the force and uh like what the force means and um what the different sides of the force is so um yeah we'll we'll play that now and then uh, we'll wrap up the episode uh
2: before before we play that i just want to make one quick point uh So you mentioned Mustafar, and that actually brings up a a couple points I wrote down. Uh, (coughs) It was cool to see, like, uh, other than uh, I believe Episode Three, of course, and I think there's a scene in Rogue One where we see Vader on Mustafar, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, with
1: when he talks to Orson Krennic.
2: Yes, Uh, and I I can't I I don't think we see it in the sequels.
1: No, we no. we don't see Vader's castle in the sequels, but in episode 9 when Kylo ran at the beginning, he's like tearing apart all those people at the very start where he gets the Wayfinder device. Yeah. That is supposed to be Mustafar.
2: Oh. Yeah. Okay, well, other than those scenes, I, I thought it was pretty cool to see Mustafar really for in in this particular case, the first time before what we, you know, were so used to is like the first time we see Mustafar is you know, Obi-Wan and Anakin fight, you know, Anakin chokes out his wife, she just kind of sits there and then Obi-Wan and Anakin duke it out and then he loses all his limbs and gets set on fire and we all know the rest. But um, I thought it was pretty cool to see that. I noticed a lot with that particular scene where they go back into the same hangar where they fight and Anakin, when he lands on it in episode three, he, he, he kills all the Separatists, but it was cool to see that a lot of the same sounds and the visuals, mm-hmm. uh, they're the exact same yeah. as uh, the Episode creaking, 3. Uh, the yeah, the creaking
1: and groaning of the... Yeah. The, the facility and like the, when
2: the towers fall into the lava, it's the exact same visuals we see, like the uh
1: Yeah the,
2: that touchpad that is yeah the, the blinky
1: sounds that the, yeah. the panels are making on yeah. the the, dis- the computer displays. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah it's all the same sounds that we hear. Yeah. And it's cool to kind of have that little flashback of episode three. Uh but again another thing that I notice is uh as that hanger falls down, it might I don't think it's the only hanger on the on the thing but you notice how it's very very similar to the exact same one we see in episode three
1: yeah yeah it is it's it's it looks the same like it's got the shield uh you know the shield uh devices protruding from the the balconies that have the yeah the they all
2: the tunnel walkways into that little control center they all look the
1: same yeah for sure it's all built into a cliffside yeah near the lava yeah yeah um and yeah i think they're using the lava as like a a source of energy i guess maybe yeah um but uh yeah no that's a, that's a good point yeah there's a lot of foreshadowing that happens when they go to mustafar and i guess chronologically speaking this is the first time we see mustafar yeah so if you were to watch star wars completely in order starting from like the phantom menace um this is the first time that uh that you would really see that planet so um it is a very interesting moment of of like foreshadow but mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, th- yeah. thanks for bringing that up. Yeah, no um, problem. Uh, yeah, so uh, let me just play this clip, and then uh, we'll go into the outro right here. Uh-huh. So uh, actually, yeah, before we do that, thanks again for uh, coming back on the show, Diego.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. Good to be back.
0: Vader was seduced by the dark side of the Force. The Force? And the Force is what gives the Jedi his power. Found in all living things, around disclosed flows from us, uh, controls individuals, yet we have free will. We have a destiny if we want to follow it. We live for a reason and must discover what it is. It looks like it was done when I started episode one. Oh, okay. Because it looks like it's referring to episode one. And a lot of this, like, this thing about the forest, you know, in all living things that surround us is really just a, uh, a capsule of what was said okay. in uh, episode five. Life creates it, makes it grow. It's energy surrounds us, combines us. The core of the force. I mean, you got the dark side, the light side. One is selfless, one is selfish. And you want to keep them in balance. What happens when you go to the dark side is it goes out of balance, and then you get really selfish, and you forget about everybody, and you. Ultimately, lead yourself, because when you get selfish, you get stuff, or you want stuff. Mm-hmm. And when you want stuff and you get stuff, then you get are afraid somebody's going to take it away from you, whether it's a person or a thing or mm-hmm. a, a particular pleasure, experience. Mm-hmm. Once you become afraid that somebody's going to take it away from you, or you're going to lose it, then you start to become angry, especially if you're losing it. And that anger leads to hate and hate leads to suffering, mostly on the part of the person who's selfish because you spend all your time being afraid of losing everything you've got instead of actually living Where joy. By giving to other people, you can't think about yourself and therefore there's no pain, but the pleasure factor of greed and of selfishness. Mm -hmm. It's a short-lived experience. Therefore, you're constantly trying to replenish it. But of course, the more you replenish it, the harder it is to, so you have to keep upping the ante. You're actually afraid of the pain of not having Uh the joy. So that is ultimately the core of the whole dark side, light side of the Force. Um, And everything flows from that. Obviously, the Sith are always unhappy because they never get enough of anything they want. Mostly their selfishness centers around power and control. And the struggle is always to be able to let go of all that stuff. And of course, that's the problem with Anakin ultimately is. You're allowed to love people, but you're not allowed to possess them. And what he did is that he you know, fell in love and then married her and then became jealous. And then he saw in his visions that she was going to die. He couldn't stand losing her. So in order to not lose her, he made a a pact with the devil to be able to become all powerful. I am becoming
1: more powerful
0: than any Jedi has ever dreamed of. And I'm doing it for you. But of course, when he did that, she didn't want to have anything to do with him anymore. So he lost her.
2: Anakin, you're breaking my heart.
0: Once you were powerful, being able to bring her back from the dead well, if I can do that, then I can be Emperor of the Universe, I can get rid of the Emperor, I can do everything, I can make everything the way I want it.
1: And together, you and I can rule the galaxy, make things the way we want them to be.
0: And once you do that, you know, you're, you'll know never be satiated. You're always going to be consumed with this driving desire to have more stuff and be afraid that others are going to take it away from you. And of course, they are. Because every time you get two Sith together, you have the, the, the master, you have the apprentice, and went, the apprentice is always trying to recruit another apprentice to join with him to kill the master. Luke, you can destroy the emperor. He has foreseen this. It is your destiny. Join me. Together, we can rule the galaxy as father and son. And The master knows that he's basically everybody below him wants his job. Your hate has made you powerful. Now, fulfill your destiny
1: and take your father's place at my side.
0: All the way to overcome the dark side is through discipline. The dark side is pleasure, biological and temporary and easy to achieve. The light side is joy, everlasting and difficult to achieve. The Great challenge, must overcome laziness give up quick pleasures and overcome fear which leads to hate amen now let us pray (laughs) remember the force will be with you always
1: all right doesn't get too much better than that george lucas just talking about the force i could i could listen to that for hours um so yeah thank you uh, for joining us uh, right here on Star Wars Escape Pod Uh, you know it's what we do talk Star Wars keep it alive keep the fandom going and uh, we're happy that you were able to tune in today and listen to this Uh, what you can do for us is uh, you know give that thumbs up or uh, rate us well uh, share it with a friend or whatever you know if you know any Star Wars fans just uh, shoot it their way uh, because, uh, that's, that's, that's how things happen around here. We don't make a dime off. This It's literally just a hobby. Um, and, uh, you know, it's in, uh, in turn, it's an awesome way for you to help us out if possible. So, uh, that would be great if you could do that and, uh, yeah, follow us, uh, follow us on Twitter. We got a Twitter account for the, uh, for the news and, and, uh, what, uh, whatnot, uh, SW escape podcast. It's uh, in the description of this episode below. And uh, the escape out of outlookcom also in the description below. Uh, shoot us any voice memos or emails, or uh, you know, shoot us a tweet or something like that. Feedback, questions, uh, things that you want us to talk about, uh, whatever it is, uh, we'd love to be in touch. And uh, uh, thanks again for tuning in. So our next episode, no idea what it's going to be about, uh, but uh, you know, we'll uh, we'll figure it out as we go along bit of a dry patch again for star wars fans but uh there's always something to talk about and uh next time on star wars escape pod uh you'll uh, find out what that is so that being said thanks again for tuning in and uh may the force be with you